one thing that is very in particular that I often um, speak about is my forgiveness towards my parents and saying to them, you know, I forgive you for the things that you all have put me through and the life that you all have given me because without this life, I would not have been able to find my passion and my purpose. And, um, you know, I accept you all for who you are. And so Mm. I do talk to my mother and my father and have a relationship with them today. Uh, Cordelia, what you just said touches me in a profound way. I have to tell you that. I mean, I hope it touches everybody listening. Knowing when to break through the boundaries of average to question the unquestionable is the sign of greatness. It's those moments when you get to the absurd stage that things truly get interesting. Though the world is in need of a new generation of leaders, leaders who have the courage to break through the boundaries and question everything around them. Though society is yearning for bold and enthusiastic women and men to provide the necessary leadership that will be required for the next leap forward. The journey to get to the brink can be unpredictable, but knowing you're at the brink, pure genius, my friends. Today, we are on the brink of greatness. I think the word today I'm gonna use with you all is determination, determination. I think we all have to have a little bit of determination in our lives, and it really depends on how many setbacks you have over your life, but uh, it's getting through those setbacks. And one of the things I find about setbacks is they can empower people. They can empower people to actually go further, do more. Uh, They see more opportunities. That happens out there, not to everybody, but it does to this next one today. We have an incredible, I think, brink of greatness story today, friends. Uh, I'd like you to meet Cordelia Crenshaw. Cordelia Crenshaw. Now, she also is Miss DC. Uh, She's a pageant winner for Miss DC. And uh, as I understand, we'll find out more from her a little bit here. She will be, I think, in the the Miss America pageant, I believe. And uh, Miss USA pageant, yes. Miss USA pageant. There you go. So Miss USA pageant. And there's a big story here, friends, of how she got here. It wasn't always that way. Uh, But again, welcome to the Brink of Greatness. It's Malcolm Out Loud here, along with Kevin Williams. It's good to be with you today. I'm inspired today, friends, for a lot of reasons. And this is, I think, a good story and a good time for all of us. So with Cordelia, uh, you are, Cordelia, from a large family. Um, You, um, uh, as I understand it, and but your story early on uh, was not good. And one of the things that struck me about your story is you say here in your words, Grown up, I was always told that I would end up pregnant, that I would never be anything, that I would end up in jail, that I would be homeless. I got to ask you, who were you talking to that fed you all that? It would probably have to be just people around me who didn't really understand my drive and determination to end the cycle of poverty. And statistically speaking, when you look at youth who grow up and age out of the foster care system, those are some of the statistics that you see. I see. I see. Well, now you just said a lot there about the foster care system. So you lived your pretty much is it your entire childhood in foster care? When I was five years old, I entered the foster care system for the first time. And then I got back out and and was reunified into the community with some family and bounced around from home to home throughout that time. And then about, um, 
nine to 10 years later, when I was around 14 or 15 years old, I entered the foster care system again and was in until 21 years old. 21. And is that the age that you, you, you're talking about at 21? Yes. So nationally, you age out of foster care at 18 years old. However, some states okay. will support you until you're 21. And I, I was fortunate enough to be in the state of Virginia where they do support you um, in some ways until 21. I didn't know that, but I thought it was 18, actually. So I'm glad you said what you just said. Do you have any idea how many states bring it to 21 versus 18? I'm just curious. I'm not sure of the exact number, but not many. A not handful. Many. So you were blessed there, obviously. But listen, something had to go your way. You had a lot that did not go your way, clearly. Uh, let me talk about early time now. Five years old, you enter the foster care system. When you say you're one of 18 siblings, was that before you were five? Is that what you're speaking about? Yes, I'm, one, I'm the second youngest. And my mom and my dad both got remarried. I'm very family-oriented. So although I come from a lot of dysfunction, I do consider all my siblings um, brothers and sisters, and we make up uh, a pot of 18. So here you go. Now, the, 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 really the, the crux to the story here, friends, is this. And I, I think, uh, you, you know, we talk about confidence and determination, but by golly, uh, I mean, Cordelia, you had some setbacks here. You're, uh, yeah, as you look at your story between, you know, then and five, I mean, your mother was, uh, you say, I think she, you say she was incarcerated. Uh, in and out of yeah. your life, so multiple times, and sentenced at one point, I guess, to 10 years in prison. The story is your dad was an alcoholic, uh, so this, a lot of your upbringing as a young one, and this is why you really didn't have a normal family life then, huh? Correct. That is correct. Yeah, so be, being bouncing around, let's talk about that experience, please. That's a big part of the story, and, and I want to just really talk to you about growing up this way, bouncing from home to home. Let's bring it back to your mindset as a, as a young girl, as a child. What goes through your mind? What is life like for one? Because there are a lot of people in that position, and we, we don't fully understand unless we've lived that life. Nobody can really understand unless they've walked in your moccasins, clearly. So tell us what that was like as a young girl, please. There was a lot of uncertainties for my life because I bounced around from home to home. So at 12 years old, uh, I was living with my mom at the time where she was sentenced to 12 years, uh, 10 years in prison when I was 12 years old. And of course, at that time, everyone starts to figure out where are we going to go. I was in seventh grade at the time. And there's just like a lot of moving parts. And for me, hearing that my mom would be in prison for 10 years, you don't really process it um, in a positive light, per se, because you're 12. And you're, I was mature for my age at 12 years old. But that doesn't mean that I didn't want my mom to be a part of my life. And so the moment that I found out, I just was very uncertain of what my future would look like, what my day-to-day -day moving forward would look like. At that time, I kind of went with the flow and just was had a lot of ups and downs and ins and outs. And from 12 to 15, I really just was unstable. Uh, multiple people wanted to get custody of me and my younger sister who had the same mother and father. Uh, a lot of people wanted to step up, but didn't really want to step up for the long haul or the longevity. When you say a lot um, of people, are you talking about family members and things like that? Is that what you mean? Yes, uh, from okay. from the pastor of the church that we were attending I at see. the time to family friends, 
okay. to my sisters. At one point in time, I lived with my older sister who was only 10 years older than me at the time. So I literally, I lived with friends and I had, I mean, couch surf kind of did it all. All right. Now with your other siblings, were they, uh, I hear the one you mentioned, but you, you're one of 18. I mean, a lot of children. Uh, were they yeah. also, were, were they also in the same predicament or did, were they in a different uh, route or were they in foster care situations as well? Well, because my sister and I were the youngest, we were the ones that were impacted uh, the most in terms of having a caretaker provide for us. My older twin brothers, they were going off to college, so no one really put in effort to figure out where they would go. So everyone was kind of older at this point and on their own. I see. So, and a lot of them were trying to fend for themselves, obviously, and find their own way through life, right? So yep, exactly. kind of how that from repeating the cycle. Right. So, right. That's interesting. Out of 18, with that sort of an upbringing, you wonder, I wonder what the stats are out of the 18. And maybe, you, maybe you'll figure that out. We'll talk about that after. But out of the 18, I wonder how many have found their way through to, um, you know, some sort of, well, I use the word lightly, Cordelia, but some sort of a normalcy in life versus those who have um, yeah, succumbed to the system of challenges. You know what I mean? Certainly. Yeah, it's a tricky thing, obviously, here. Do you talk to your mom and dad today, Cordelia? I do, I do. So when my mom, obviously, I I went through all of these experiences, right? And I often talk about how foster care really gave me that stability that I needed to understand my circumstance and my situation. It gave me a platform to become an advocate for myself, an advocate for peers, become a peer mentor and really find my passion and purpose in life. I went on to become a social worker. And with that, I, I, I did a lot of things, but one thing that is very in particular that I often um, speak about is my forgiveness towards my parents and saying to them, you know, I forgive you for the things that you Mm -hmm. all have put me through and the life that you all have given me, because without this life, I would not have been able to find my passion and my purpose. And, um, you know, I accept you all for who you are. And so mm. I do talk to my mother and my father and have a relationship with them today. Uh, Cordelia, what you just said touches me in a profound way. I have to tell you that. I mean, I hope it touches everybody listening uh, in a profound way because the fact that you can say that and uh, you're just, you're, you're, you're an amazing human being to say what you just said and to act that out in life. I mean, think about it, but to forgive them, to forgive is a beautiful thing. I think we can all learn to this. We can all learn from you, Cordelia, to learn how to forgive is, is an unbelievable blessing. Um, and the fact that you're talking to mom and dad today, now I have to ask you this, is dad still an alcoholic? Is mom still troubled or have they gotten to a normal part of their life? They have gotten to a normal part of their lives. My dad is not struggling with drinking anymore. And my mother uh, has recently uh, reintegrated back into the community. She actually learned how to transcribe Braille while she she was in prison. Mm -hmm. And so she transcribes Braille for the blind, which I believe is a beautiful skill. Um, much more needed in the world. And so for her to even go on and be in prison for 10 years and come out and have a skill that not many have and that is very necessary for the blind community and population is amazing. That, that is amazing. And and your relationship with them is, is good. And that's a, a, that's a beautiful thing. They must think 
they must think the world of you. They've got to, they've got to feel blessed. No. Yeah. Yes, certainly. Yes, absolutely. To. I mean, you probably could have a great, I mean, if you don't know, I mean, you, you have a good relationship with them. It probably will even get better. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yep. very possible based on everything you've said. I mean, because your, your, um, your openness to forgive is tremendous. I mean, every one of us could, if we can all apply that in our lives out there, I mean, that's huge. That's because that's hard to do. The world would be a happier place. Oh, yes. wouldn't it, and Cordelia? Is, <laughs> yes, it would. I mean, that's huge. Because I always tell people that forgiveness is for you. It's not for anyone else. When you make that conscious effort and decision to say, hey, I'm going to forgive whatever someone has done to me or how they've treated you mm -hmm. is, is so powerful because mm. it's this weight wow. that's lifted off of your heart and your shoulders. And it doesn't mean mm. that you're accepting what they've done to you and saying that it's okay. It just wow. means that you're going to say, hey, I'm not going to hold on to this because I know it's going to impact me more down the line than it, than it would to if I just let it go and then set boundaries if necessary moving forward to protect your heart. And um, I always, the, the youth that I work with in the community, I always tell them that because if you, if you look at someone or you meet someone who may have grown up in foster care or may not have had their mother or father in their life, they're often angry. Um, and so my forgiveness allowed me to not be angry, which, which gave me the opportunity to pursue my life in a different way. Instead of being mad and upset, I didn't deal with those um, emotions as often because I said I accepted things for what they were and I used that negative situation and turned it into a positive. Cordelia Crenshaw, <laughs> you are a gift. And with everything you just said, I mean, listen to this exactly. Now, I, I must say to you all that, you know, uh, let me, uh, Cordelia, let me share with you uh, privately here that um, there was someone in my life who hurt me badly that uh, I've had a hard time forgiving, you understand, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, it's troubled me to let that go, although as much as I want to, you, you know, it's, I wish to do that, but I, and you just, I, I think when I really listen to you and play back your message in my ears, you've convinced me that I should do it for me, that I should, and that's strong. I mean, you just, everyone out there that's holding something that thinks that you need to hold that grudge or you need to, you know, you don't accept what they did. Like you said, you may not accept every detail of what they did, but you can let it go and do it for you. That's, that's big. Don't you think, Cordelia? That's big. Yeah. That's the big takeaway here at this moment today. I mean, that's if you came here today on the brink and you learned that, you learned a lot because that's a huge lesson. But I like the fact of what she said when she turned the table and said, do it for you, not for the other person. Well, by golly, that, that's got to mean everything to us. That's a lesson. That's a brink lesson if there ever was one. So 18 siblings, everyone is struggling finding their way. Your mom and dad had a lot of struggles as a youngster. This is a problem. This happens out there. Not everybody is grounded or planted, and you didn't have a good upbringing. You were all over the place, in and out of foster care. But here's the thing. The lesson also to this, Cordelia, and what I applaud you for and what you're doing is that this, there are a lot of people out there 
who become a victim. It's a victim mentality. I think you know what I'm talking about, Cordelia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. It's, it's a victim mentality. Now, Cordelia, this is something I fight against all the time. In fact, this is where the brink of greatness comes from, quite frankly. It comes from the spirit of what we're talking about right now. So this is a significant conversation we're having right this moment. It's, to me, it's, it's on the mountaintops. And what you're saying, I mean, you know, you were never a victim. And if you play back what you just shared with us, that all empowered you. So oddly enough, I not here in heaven, you said that. I just heard for the first time because we hadn't talked before the mic just went hot. And I had said opening up that these things can be a blessing in your life. Did I not, Cordelia? And not knowing that you would say that. And, mm -hmm. I, and you've obviously confirmed what I feel in my heart all the time with these kinds of things. So my message to everybody is that when things happen in your life and things don't go quite the way you expect them to go, the way you'd like them to go in, in your perfect life, because life is never perfect. Life is not designed to be perfect. But when you can use those as stepping stones and empower yourself, Cordelia, how did you do that? Give us a lesson right now that we can understand. When, when we talk about empowering yourself and when people out there that are troubled or they've had a lot of setbacks, things have not gone well, it's easy for them to become a victim. How do you, how do you, how do you stay away from not becoming a victim? I would think, um, so the, the first part is that, that forgiveness piece. And if you're not there yet, then maybe that may come after turning a negative into a positive. So for example, with a foster care system, instead of allowing that uh, to determine what my future, what the outcome of my future would be, I, I said, you know what, I'm going to create a plan for me to, to beat the odds and go an opposite direction. And that was all me just saying, hey, this is what people look at in a negative light, but I'm going to turn it into something positive and I'm going to make sure that I age out of this system and I make a difference, not just in my life, but in others' lives who are experiencing the same challenges as I faced once as a young girl and show them that these young, these kids who are traumatized and who may not have forgiven their parents for the life that they have given them can still achieve their dreams and turn them into reality. Yeah. So you're speaking from experience clearly here. All right. So here's what I'd, I'd like to do. Let me, let me just get everybody up to speed here as we move the conversation into uh, chapter two of this story here. What Cordelia has done, first of all, is significant. As you heard a little glimpse up front of the fact that she's now going to be in one of the biggest pageants in the nation, uh, Miss USA. Um, but she has just uh, competed in one, uh, Miss DC. And I've seen a photograph of you just before we went on air, and you are absolutely magnificent. You've got a, a great uh, look and feeling. And, but more than that, your internal part is beautiful. Now, I don't, your external could be anything, but inside you're beautiful. And that counts for more to me than your outside appearance, Cordelia, you know? Um, Thank you. That makes up it. That's where really beautiful people come from, folks. It's the inside. It's the, it really is. And you, you've you got it. You, you've got the inside mechanism. It, the, so the pageant is actually May 2nd. It will be live on Fox at 8 p.m. Eastern. Wow. And we're going to be hosted by Reno, Nevada. I'm super excited to wow. join the 50 other amazing ladies 
in Reno, uh, April 21st okay. is when right. we well, arrive. All right, we're, we're going to bring, let's talk more about that in the next chapter. I got to tell you what, I'm going to be, I don't typically watch that, but we got to watch that day, that pageant that day. I got to see you take this thing and where you're going with it. I'm going to be rooting for you big time. And when that happens too, we got to promise, we got to get you back on America Out Loud. But let me tell folks right now, Cordelia and yourself, just a couple of quick things here. So the brink of greatness, uh, this show, a plays on talk radio every weekend, plays on Saturday and Sunday, friends, Saturday and Sunday. And it's, it's a beautiful, it's a great program. I mean, our Saturday traffic is outstanding. We get a lot of action, a lot of things happening on the weekends at America Out Loud. So that's where you'll hear this at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Now you can hear this anywhere in the world. Uh, you can go to iHeartRadio. And you can just America Out Loud Talk Radio. That's how you'll find us on that network. But even more than that, you can get the app. If you get the app, you can then listen to this program and many others, by the way. Uh, and we're now over 400,000 strong on that app. And you can get that by going to brinkofgreatness.com. Go look at that great site. But on the right side of that site at the top are the links to the app, the apps. Now, you can get it on Apple. You can get it on Android. You can also get it on Alexa, those speakers that uh, – do you have one of those Alexa speakers, Cordelia? I do. So, okay. Well, now you can get the app there and just say play America Out Loud or live Amer – play America Out Loud or America Out Loud Live, and there are a couple things you can say, and it will pull us right up, and you can hear it. That's so convenient. You know, People are loving it. A lot of people are using this Alexa deal. And it's got a lot of traffic on there. We see that. I mean, tens of thousands of people are listening through Alexa. We know that. So having said all that, that's how you get the brink. And every Tuesday, the show goes to podcast. And you'll get it at brinkofgreatness.com. Now, friends, please share those stories on Brink of Greatness. And please also leave some comments on the site. Spend some time there. Read through the fabulous people, the stories. This is a site of winners. These are some of the most exceptional people on the planet. And as you see at the top of the site, we have celebrating the best of humanity with some of the coolest people on the planet. Well, that's what Cordelia Cranshaw is. She's one of the coolest people on the planet, right? And uh, you can also email us, by the way, at greatness at americaoutloud.com. Greatness at americaoutloud.com. I'll tell you a little bit more on the program on our three-year anniversary at America Out Loud. Uh, we have a lot of things going on there at the, at the platform, on the network. Uh, three years old. We've just celebrated April in April 2016. We launched. Uh, we're excited, friends, and we're thrilled that you're here with us on the journey. We're going to pause a quick moment. We'll be back on the brink in just a moment. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. 
There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Okay, friends, we join you back here on the brink of greatness. It's Malcolm Out Loud and Kevin Williams here. And uh, Cordelia Crenshaw is the brink thinker today. And this uh, young woman grew up in a pretty bad place pretty bad setup there uh we've had some of these stories but hers is i mean was not a good upbringing but yet it ended up being a blessing so the lesson we all need to ask ourselves is how do we take those things in our life that didn't go quite the way they we wanted them to go and how do we use those as stepping stones to a better life i think we can all think about that and come up with some positive steps for ourselves and really open up the door to opportunities here. All right, so you now um, get out of foster care, uh, Cordelia, at 21 years old. You're now on your own. You then, you go to, you. I assume you're then in school or you go to school to get your bachelor's degree. Is that right? No, I actually have my master's degree in social work. Was that after the fact? That was after 21 though, wasn't it? Yes, that was after 21. The Miss DC pageant. When did you make that determination to, to do that with the, the Miss DC pageant? What was that experience like? Uh, share that with our listeners and with Kevin and I, if you will. Certainly. At 16, I decided that I, well, I actually was at my foster mother's job at the time looking up ways to embrace my girly side. And I came across across pageantry. I took it to my cheerleading coach at the time. and she signed me up for a pageant a week of, a week later. I ended up winning that pageant, didn't have the resources that I needed at the time to actually invest in pageantry. So I thought that it just wasn't for me and I kind of moved on with my life. When I moved to Washington, D.C. to pursue my master's in social work, I had founded Acts of Random Kindness and I thought that it was the perfect time for me to re-engage in that dream and goal that I had once dreamed of. I started competing in 2015 from this District of Columbia, USA, and I unfortunately didn't place my first time around, which made me feel like I didn't, made me feel like that thought of me saying it wasn't for me was valid, but I also knew that I was at a different point in my life. I was uh, stable and I could use my resources around me to invest in myself. So I did just that. I went on and competed four times, actually. It took me to actually win the crown. And throughout that process, it was about me looking back on my life and my journey, trying to uh, understand that it was meant for me and tap into that confidence that I didn't always have in myself because I thought that I'm not like these other girls. I didn't believe that I was worthy of the crown. And once I was able to get those negative thoughts out of my head and tell myself that I'm no different than anyone else and just because I, our backgrounds aren't the same doesn't make me any less of a, an accomplished, strong woman. Mm-hmm. And when 
I, when I knew that and I believed that, I was able to lose confidence when I walked in there with those judges and I walked away with the crown. You know, um, wow. I mean, so Kevin, let me bounce something at you here, please. Um, so th- we've done some profound stories on the brink, but this is about, this has got to be equal to one of the, I, to me anyways, to one of the most profound conversations because of the lessons that are coming out of this, the lessons. Now, I, I mean, like, I'm on total alert, my antenna, with like, like I'm talking about life lessons here. I'm talking about big picture stuff. But what Cordelia just said, so listen to this now. She competes four times. So here's, I mean, so sometimes we compete once in our life and then we walk away because we get discouraged, upset, whatever. We didn't win. You know, call it what you want. Maybe sort of lose a syndrome, whatever. Uh, or we lose confidence in ourselves, Cordelia, is what you basically were saying. And then, but you have to have the drive to go do it again. But here she does it four times. So one of the secrets to life is nothing happens easy. Nothing happens the first time. Winners are not born. You see, winners are made. They're made over years and they're made with determination. That's a big lesson. And Kevin, with all the stories we've done here on the brink, doesn't that one speak to you? Yeah, that's exactly it. They just keep her... There, there's like that determination, as you mentioned early on, and just a persistence of keep trying and never giving up. And if you do that, of course, in the end, you are a winner, no matter where you are, as long as you're moving forward in life. And I just think of her lessons of, you know, just forgiveness. It just resonates with me in terms of, mm. I, I completely agree with her that when you forgive, you're really relieving the burden that's on you right? And not to be angry any longer and just to move forward in a, in a positive manner. So all her lessons are brink thinking. It's, it's kind of like, why doesn't everyone do this? And that's what would make uh, life so much happier. And that's why she exudes confidence and happiness. It's from inside, not from the outside. So tell me about that moment. Uh, how cool is this now? So now your fourth time in, I want to be at. I want everybody to be at that pageant with you, with Miss DC. First of all, how hard is it? These pageants. How how difficult is the journey? And, and that's the first question. And the second one is, what's that moment like? When I can just imagine when you're trying to achieve this, and they say your name. What for? Answer that mm-hmm. one for. Answer that question first. What is that moment like, Cornelia? When your name is said, and you realize you got it. What goes through your mind? How do you feel? <laughs> so it's funny because the first year I, I competed, I didn't place out of 15 women. The second two years um, I competed, I got fourth runner-up two years in a row. So I knew I was making strides, but I still hadn't gotten there yet. And so this last year when I got into top five, I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm in top five again. And after the first fourth runner-up was called, I kind of like was like, whoo. So I, I at least made it past that mark. And by the time I was standing there top two with another uh, gorgeous, amazing young lady, I like, I didn't feel any nervousness. I was at peace with myself. And I think that was because I truly just believed that regardless of the outcome, I had grown and developed in a way that I had never before. And I knew that I went into the interview room and I was on stage being my absolute best self and if I wasn't the person that they wanted at the time then I then I was okay with that and fortunately enough they called my name and I did this little silly dance 
the crowd went crazy and it just felt so, so good to walk across that stage and have earned the prestigious title of Miss District of Columbia USA after working so hard four years in a row. And everyone was just super excited for me, happy, and the crowd went crazy, which was so fun. It was amazing. The dance that you did, does anybody have a video of that? Yes, it's on YouTube. If you uh, search Miss District of Columbia USA 2019, you can locate the video there. Okay, we gotta. I gotta get that video, Kevin. I want to put it in the post here. I think it would be great oh, fun yeah. to see to see that dance. Right? <laughs> would be uh, good fun. We gotta link that in here. Uh, very cool. So you did the dance. Uh, everybody was applauding, and you finally had achieved something you had worked so hard for at that moment. I am curious to ask you this next. When you did achieve that moment, was your mom, dad, or siblings in the audience? My mom was there, my dad was there, and a few of my siblings, yes. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? My mom cried tears of joy, my sister was super excited. My dad has always, even though he was a struggling alcoholic, and this is why we've been able to remain um, having a relationship, even through his struggles, he has been at every pageant. And um, even when I was 16 years old, he was, he attended the pageant. And so that has been very special to me that even though he has had his own struggles, he's super proud and, and there to support me. Cordelia, I absolutely love you. Thank you. I absolutely love you. Wow. (laughs) To think that your mom and dad were there in the audience and some of your siblings to see that moment is (laughs) beyond remarkable. (laughs) I mean. And I'm surprised I didn't cry. I cried my first pageant, but I think I'm just at peace with myself. And however, when I win this USA, I know I will be bowling because I will be representing not just the foster care population, but everyone in America and what mm. it means to chase your dream. Oh, I am so hoping this goes that way. You cannot believe how much I want that uh, for you for, for every reason. Uh, boy, I want that for you. Um, that will be awesome. We need to do something. When we get closer to that time, I want to showcase your story uh, somehow on America Out Loud, which is, hey, listen, Miss USA, America Out Loud. What's wrong with that, right? <laughs> right, let's do it. And the fun thing that I love the most uh, about it being May 2nd is May is Foster Care Awareness Month. It's Foster Care Awareness Month in May. Yes. Oh, my. Kevin, make a note of that, please, brother. Please. Uh, Foster Care Awareness in May. That is unreal, and that's the month that it's all happening. And, well, looks like the stars may be aligning. And just the fact that you are there and you're participating in this amazing moment, the stars have aligned uh, with whatever happens there and that you've achieved. You, I mean, you're already, you've already you've achieved so much. You're already a winner. You know that already. Um, and well, that's it. You've already won it all. I mean, what more could you possibly worry about? These are all just details now that will work out one way, shape, form or another, but none of them are going to stop your mission of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about that next. I want to do that. I want to talk about the mission and I want to talk in a little bit. I want to get to this, um, uh, your movement, your, your not, 
for profit movement, your uh, you call it acts of random kindness, ARK, A R K. Uh, so you know some interesting marketing ways. I'm a, I did uh, marketing all my life, but you can do a lot of marketing ideas with that. Build an ARK in your life. Uh, you know, it's all about an ARK, right? I like that. Acts of yes. random kindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I'll help. I'll help you market this. Uh, yeah, I'll do that on my spare time, Cordelia. I know that's what Kevin is saying right now. Okay, Malcolm. Yeah, <laughs> I love all yeah, this stuff. He, you know? he, he has he has no spare time. So, Kev, I want to do all this stuff. I just I need more hours, brother. You know I that. Know. But uh, oh golly, we. But Kevin, so, I like the name. So, of that. So, so yeah. So you have to realize that he really does want to help, but the spare time problem <laughs> is a problem. <laughs> There's a driving mechanism in you clearly that wants to help other people out. And, and that's really, I, I'm assuming that's going to be a good part of your life mission ahead is what I'm thinking, mm -hmm. Cordelia. Yeah. Is, that, is that a correct statement or is it? Or is it not? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. My whole life revolves around helping others and showing them how to really believe in themselves because we have to be our number one mm. supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I've already got you on a pedestal, young lady. So how much more could you ask for over here, right? All right, listen, let's we, we take our next pause and break here. Uh, friends, we're listening to Cordelia Crenshaw is our Brink thinker today. She models what this entire platform is about, brinkofgreatness.com. This is, this is a, a really spirited platform. It's a love of mine, and I get a joy to bring these stories to you along with Kevin, my, my cohort here and, and, and partner here on this uh, program, works hard here behind the scenes trying to make this thing happen. So a lot of moving pieces with the Brink of Greatness. Uh, just look at the website, brinkofgreatness.com. And Cordelia, you as well, spend a few minutes when you can on brinkofgreatness.com and help me share some of those stories out there, will you? Um, there's some fabulous stories on there. You got to get out on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and all these sites out there. And so again, it's been my love and my passion in helping others as well as what you're doing, Cordelia, is getting the stories out there. And I want to encourage you, Cordelia, and I want to encourage listeners to share stories with us. Friends, we are on the search now for outstanding people out there that are doing cool things on the planet. Just look at the top of brinkofgreatness.com. And it sizes it all up right there in that one sentence there, celebrating the best of humanity with some of the coolest people on the planet. Now that is representative today of Cordelia Cren Crenshaw. It's representative of Cordelia Crenshaw. It's representative of all of our Brink thinkers. And it's representative of many of the people we haven't spoke to yet who will be on here. And look at the messaging on this site. And don't wait. Uh, the time will never be just right. You know, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Read the messages up at the top there. Uh, look at some of the stories. Listen to the audio. You are enough just as you are, Meghan Markle says there, yeah? So a lot there on the platform, and sometimes the right path is not the easiest one. That just showed up on the site as I'm looking at the site, and I'm thinking of you, Cordelia, as I read that message. Sometimes it's a different path that life takes us on. We have to embrace that path. So again, email us your stories. Let us know out there the cool people you know in your life that are doing cool things. And you can send them to greatness at americaoutloud.com. And any thoughts or ideas, any ways you can support the platform, by all means, let us know. We also have a new uh, link on the top there in the nav bar called Brink Charities. 
and please click on that. And, and you know, a lot, these charities are amazing people doing amazing things on the planet. And let me just encourage you, please. You got a few dollars, drop a hundred bucks, drop $50. All of that matters to people. I mean, it all matters to these people that are doing really hard work out there. The least we can do is support them, friends. And that's what this is all about. It's the next leap forward. Listen, real quickly, we're celebrating three years, our three-year anniversary at America Out Loud. We launched April 2016. And it's hard to believe, friends, it's been three years. Uh, been, you've been hearing my voice three years on this platform now. We've grown tremendously as a, as a premium talk radio network uh, and as a podcast network as well. Uh, all the blogs, all the write-ins, all the really great work we're doing. Uh, we're patriots. We're unique people on the front lines. And we're doing some of the, uh, the, the heavy lifting out there. Uh, and I, I, I just love the work we're doing and the people we're associated with. I hope you'll come in and be part of this thing. Uh, share the good news out there. We're going to continue on with this story and talk about ARC, how to jump into that ARC with Cordelia. We'll do that, friends, on the brink in just a moment here. People often ask me, what is a brink thinker? Well, Brink thinkers, they're those leaders who have learned to nurture, persist, and expand their thoughts. The brink of courage or bravery, the brink of peace in the world, the brink of death just before life, the brink of victim turned victor, the brink of no boundaries that leads to innovation, the brink of societal change so desperately needed, the brink of never stopping until the realization of your goal. We are on the brink of greatness. Welcome to the show. This is Malcolm Out Loud. Cordelia, this, uh, now you've, you've made this all into a life mission. Let's talk about now, I, I, I really have a good picture of where you're at. I see you in your life. I see what you've gone through. I see the struggles. I see the success. I see the moment you achieved uh, the the crown in DC. I mean, what a beautiful moment that was, as Miss DC to win that pageant. Four times, friends, she tried and she got it. Now she'll be up to Miss USA later this year, May, which also happens to be a very special month where they put the attention on foster care. Interesting. <laughs> Cordelia, now you have this movement, uh, this, uh, this work you made into this foundation. I guess, is this a foundation? Tell us about this, please. Yeah, so Act of Random Kindness is a DC-based nonprofit organization, and our mission is to bridge the gaps in the community by providing programs and resources to children and families. Right now, we have developed three programs thus far, um, and one that I often speak of where we do weekly work is called our ICANN program. It's a two-fold program working with young males. We are about exposing them to different career paths and opportunities, team building. So anything that can be interactive, that can teach them a life skill, provide them with a tool, or show them a pathway to success, we embrace that with them. And then we connect them with male mentors, just because I always believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And in order for them to continue to um, just overcome obstacles in their lives. If they don't have them in their community, then it's important for us to provide them to them. And so that's what we do as the organization. It's all about trying to end that cycle of poverty and eliminate the barriers that these youth are facing. 
you know, in the perspective that you put it out there with the village comment, I get that in the way that there are those that are less fortunate, people that have struggled and not everybody can uh, grab that determination or that vision or that uh, persistence to push through those boundaries to get to the other side. And you've been able to do that, Cordelia, but the system doesn't always work the way it needs to, does it? Nope. And that's what you're trying to change up a little bit, huh? Exactly. Just trying to show them. Um, so I always believe in the the mustard seed that you only need that little bit of ounce of hope. I created this quote for myself, like a positive affirmation, a little while back when I was just still kind trying to find my way in life. And it's persevering through life with infinite hope that my dreams become reality. And I truly believe that with a little bit of hope, you can um, just believe in yourself that much more to turn your dreams into reality. And that is how you persevere and you're resilient and you're just able to overcome things that are meant to stop you and, and you don't let them. Um, again, it's, it shows where your mindset is. I mean, it's all about a, a mindset and, and you've got that right mindset and, and how to drive it forward here. Um, the organization, again, Acts of Random Kindness, friends, that website is arc-dc.org. Arc is A-R-K, Acts of Random Kindness. Think of it in those terms. It's a pretty new organization. It's only founded in 2014, clearly. Um, and um, now you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, I see, and all of that, Instagram. So you've got all of the uh, social media contact points there, some of the big ones there. And... Um, so acts of random kindness, uh, striving to in, in involve the community in the life experiences. How far geographically will you go out? Is it just a particular area or is your goal to make it more broader or what? I would love for this to be a national organization. Correct. Currently, we're just based in D.C., but with the Miss USA platform, I plan to expand the organization and take the curriculum that I've built and instill it in uh, any community, any school necessary because children are our future and they need to believe that they can do whatever they put their heart and minds to teach uh, children are our future <laughs> children are our future and they can do whatever they want to do if they put their hearts and minds to it i just you say so many profound things i just want to grab onto them cordelia if you don't mind you know <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. just take those nuggets because they're nuggets they're nuggets they're very rich little nuggets mm -hmm. And it reminds us all of what the real importance here of all of this. I want to tell you this, Cordelia, in, in May when this happens, and I will be watching, uh, May 8th, you said? May 2nd. It's May Thursday. May 2nd, May 2nd, Thursday, Fox. We have it now documented, and we all need to tune in and watch this with whatever that happens. But whatever happens there, Cordelia, somewhere in May, no matter what, no matter what, doesn't matter to me, whatever happens, you've already won every, but whatever happens, I want to have you back on my talk radio program on America Out Loud. And I want to talk about your mission and what you're doing on my other program. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's right. do it. Definitely want to connect with you and have you make that broader, the arc acts of random kindness and what the goals are ahead. So your goals are to make that more of a national footprint. What's interesting, as you just said, I like that. You'll now have the chance to do that because you'll have a more national footprint with, with the Miss USA. 
how hard is it to compete for Miss USA? What is what is involved in that? Because you're you're at the point now of I mean you're at the I mean what are the steps right now even whereas this thing hasn't happened yet? What what goes on behind the scenes? So I, I certainly prepare and just making sure I continue my healthy regimen of working out and eating clean because that's certainly a lifestyle. Making sure that I prepare by for me, it's, it's been a natural journey. Like, for example, having interviews, that's a natural setting where I'm able to continuously share my story and share my experiences. And I think that is what has prepared me the most to go on and to compete for Miss USA. Because when I walk into that interview room and these judges will ask me questions, I've been on several, um, I've talked to several different people and to be in an environment where it just is so natural, I think is part of the preparation but in the journey itself because we're we're there for about almost two weeks it's about having fun living in the moment making friends because at the end of the day only one girl will walk away with that crown but every woman as you continuously say we have already won we are already at a place where we have we've held titles of our hometowns and we have a platform that we can share whatever we're passionate about and work towards different goals in our future. And if we can go there and build with solid women and be able to take home memories and friendships, I think that is super valuable in this entire experience. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. That's where you uh, uh, clearly want to take this thing. And now you're going to have a footprint to do it. You know, the beautiful thing is you give me a whole more respect for the pageant, what Miss Say can do, because it really could complete the mission. It, it gives you the exposure, doesn't it? It's about exposure yes. at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you're using it as exposure now. And that's, that's kind of a, that's like a really cool thing. I never looked at it so much in that way that we really should, that I should have looked at it yes. probably. And, right. and that's how I've always looked at it. I looked at it as I want to impact my community. And this platform gives me the ability to put on a crown and a sash and to walk into a room and to use it as a conversation starter, connect with people in a way that I may not have connected before. Because when you when you see the crown in your sash, you want to ask, you want to learn about the girl, you want to know how she got there. And so for me, that's what it's always been about. It's always been about impacting the community, sharing my story, inspiring others, and just doing all of those different things that I love to do. Yeah. Are you still doing your social worker, your work with that? Is that still an active thing for you? Yes. Yes. I And, and literally it's my entire life. I'm still a full-time employee with DC Child and Family Services. So I actually work with youth who are in foster care. Um, so foster care is literally my life. I've lived experience, professional knowledge, I give back to the community in my spare time. And now with the District of Columbia, USA, I'm using that platform to uh, represent this population. Yeah. And, 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 and folks are um, uh, responsive to this. I mean, it's a, I mean you're, you're, you're helping a lot of people, I'm sure, through the means of your work. Uh, but it's also given you, you probably get another, you probably get uh, more of an appreciation. Do you relate to yourself when you see those experiences? Absolutely. When I see them, I don't, I can't all, I mean, everybody's story is unique in its own uh, way, but when I look at them or when I just, we can relate in a, in a feeling that's indescribable, but I know that feeling because I can just look into their eyes and they may not know how to describe it when, but when they just are describing their circumstances, situation, 
It's like, I know how you're feeling. I've been there. But hey, guess what? Because I was there, look where I am now. And to be that lived example for them and for them to see it at face value is so important because oftentimes they don't get to see that in their own community. Yeah. Now, if you, with the USA crown, your life would change more dramatically after that, wouldn't it? Yes, I would move to New York and live in New York and travel all over the United States, sharing my platform, also sharing the Miss uh, MUO organization platforms, which is a best buddy. And um, they have a few other platforms that they, they represent. And so I would go on and, and live a life in sharing passions and meeting different people. So Malcolm, um, if she wins, I, uh, she, she, we need her more than she needs us. So we just hope she remembers us when she becomes really, really big. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Busy, but I will make time for you all yeah. for sure. I remember reading where she says, I believe we are all only one resource away from reaching our dreams. And that's why I think of her random act of kindness, the ARC, is that she's out there helping with resources for kids that there may be just one thing away from changing their entire lives and doing something better and breaking that cycle. So although it's a simple statement, it's just, it's exactly true. It's just, all we need is a helping hand and that helping hand can change our entire life and, and our future. Yeah, one, one or two things can make all the difference, Kevin. I'm looking at the picture right now of you, Cordelia, with you. You're in that beautiful reddish dr dress there, uh, the gown that you're wearing when you were crowned, correct? Yeah? Yes. And you've got the uh, the flowers, the roses. I assume they're roses of some sort in your hand there, or lilies, or a combination. Yeah. 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 And, and you can see everybody behind you. And you look about as radiant and amazing as anybody could. Thank uh, you. I mean, uh, that is uh, such a fact there. Um, you know, your spirit is so beautiful, and you're, it's amazing how you've been so gifted. Uh, you, you've really been blessed to have this drive mechanism in you and the spirit to understand these things from somebody who didn't have it all given to her. You str she had to struggle with all of it. And that's, there are so many major lessons here for all of us to take from this. I love people who can you know, draw from within, make it happen. And they don't rely on the system to fix it all, Cordelia. They, they don't, don't you think there are too many people that wait and rely on other people to do it for them? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We, I had to go out there and create opportunities for myself, be creative and make it happen. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, you speak the same language I do, really. I mean, we're about the same thing when it comes to, we want people to succeed, but we also want them to work for it, right? Yep. And, and we don't mind giving somebody the hand, the hand up, but not so much a hand out, but a hand up. Does that make sense? Exactly. When, when you want to help yourself, other people want to help you more because they see that they're not just handing you something. They're not just handing you something. Yeah. I am so, so in your court for this amazing opportunity coming up for you with Miss USA your willingness to forgive and your willingness to inspire others and help others through it. And knowing that we all don't get all, it's not all handed to us and things don't always go the way we would like them to go, but that's called life. And you know, you know, full well, Cordelia, as I know, life can sometimes be a four letter word. Yeah. I mean, it can be challenging, right? It's, it's, there are no guarantees, are there? Nope, not at all. 
That's what I'm saying. It can be a tough word sometimes, but it's a beautiful thing. But also, isn't life a gift? Life is a gift. And we need to we have to embrace it. We have to embrace have it. To Let's all get in the court and, 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 and root for Cordelia. Um, we'll do that uh, for this pageant now coming up here in May. All the information, friends, will be on brinkofgreatness.com. And I got to tell you this, it'll also be on America Out Loud. And we will put a focus and a spotlight as she takes that stage in May uh, that we can help her. and get. You know what it is? It's positive energy. We all need to send positive energy to Cordelia as she gets into the month of May. It's foster care month, and it's a month she's competing for uh, something she has uh, tried to achieve in her life. So we will be sending you a tremendous energy. You'll feel it up there. We're showcasing the best of humanity throughout the land here. This is a worldwide enterprise. We talk to people all over the world uh, on brinkofgreatness.com. It's a platform that is really coming into its own. We're sort of, I still call this a dress rehearsal, is what I said to Kevin earlier. And it really is that as we are now ramping this thing up, I'm excited about it in a lot of ways for what's gonna happen. We're just getting started here, friends. Thank you for being part of this here. The brink of greatness can only happen when you're willing to push beyond the boundaries and limitations that are holding you back. Let nothing hold you back, friends. Remember to take the next leap forward. Mm -hmm.